Welcome everyone. We're about to begin BPJ number four by Panini joint share for men and women share number four. We're going to talk about how to um, reignite the spark um, to develop again the emotional and sexual intimacy that seem to have been lost. Because in the majority of marriages, after picking up one too many dirty socks or rocking a cranky little baby to sleep, you have two exhausted parents, an exhausted mother, an exhausted father, and um, then they sort of look at each other after a while and wonder where did the spark go and what happened. And the truth is, all that happened is life happened. Baruch Hashem, everything's fine. Baruch Hashem, the spark is there. It's just buried beneath the surface that was covered with life's tasks and the normal tensions and responsibility of keeping a family together and raising young children and sleepless nights and job pressures and keeping the home uh, running pressures, all of these family pressures, all of this causes naturally for the spark, the, the, the warm feeling and the emotional spark and the sexual physical spark to get buried deep beneath the surface. And then when that happens, and this happens in many, many marriages, even the good ones. So it's normal. Isolation is often felt. There's certain loneliness is felt from both sides. And sometimes resentment is felt or anger when you're overwhelmed and you feel the other one's not doing enough. And and because of the stress, they're less warm to each other, less kind to each other. And very often, to be done to give all of us the benefit of the doubt, you know, we're doing the best we can in life. We get stressed, we get tired, we get overwhelmed. And, but the good news is, is knowing that this is a problem and knowing that in general, the marriage, every marriage works, that the default mode of marriage is indeed drifting. And then when you pile, meaning if you don't put any effort, the two people will drift apart naturally. And the stress added to it creates more drifting so then that requires us to like a wake-up call to realize hey you know we need to be more conscious and aware and intentional and we need to make a decision to reset our meter and to start again to bring that spark out again out of hibernation and and to bring it up and bring it out again and that's what we're going to talk about today different um ATIS advice on how to go about to do that uh, parents usually, well, mother and the father don't recognize the emotional kaychais and toll that it takes to raise young children, besides the obvious, which is the lack of sleep with a baby crying and tending to it sometimes many times a night, and then if they're not well, uh, even if it's just a simple virus or a fever or some bronchitis or whatever it is, that that keeps them up a whole night, and then you're exhausted. And then even if you both... Do switch off. You're both exhausted then. And he has to keep his job and, and get up early regardless. And she needs to do run in with the other kids and all that. And it's very, very exhausting. And day to day, it's a strain. And before you know it, you feel like two strangers or roommates or partners. But that spark of kindness and the spark of the attraction, the physical attraction, the sexual attraction and the emotional connection is there, but it's buried beneath the surface very much, and you don't seem to know each other anymore. And um, and that's why that needs to be discussed, and that needs to we be addressed, and to deal with it and realize, you know, something, we need to get back to that point. 
as hard as it is, and as much as juggling as we need to do, we need to get to a point where we could get that spark back because it is there and not lose it and to bring it back up and to reignite the friendship that's there, the desire to be with one another will come back. And to do this, it's important to prioritize this, that this is a priority. The sexual intimacy and the emotional intimacy between a husband and wife needs to be a priority. It needs to be a priority, especially in those matzavim, where it's very hard for it to be a priority. When everything is happening and it's very, very hectic and very uh, stressful in life. That's where we need to really put in our kaychis because the, the the emotional intimacy and the sexual physical one that connects a husband and wife, it is the glue that will keep them going. It'll give them kaychis if they do that right and they work on that spark, getting it back. It will give them physical kaychis, emotional kaychis, and warmth and connection that the tiredness and the stress and all the other things that we'll, they're dealing with in life will become easier when they share the burden together this way, that way. Now, the sexual aspects of it sometimes is a medical issue. And for those medical issues that are there that may affect sexual pleasure or enjoyment or ability, that is important to check with medical doctors in that field with regarding the hormonal issues with it and so on and so forth. But there are many ATSs that could be done besides that, even if there's nothing really going wrong, really. It's just that there's just the connection got got drifted away, like we talked about up to this point, that there's ATSs to bring it back. The one thing that is important to do is to try to do something new together, doesn't necessarily have to be a sexual thing to do together, but a fixed time where you do something together that's both enjoyable to each other to get the communication going. In the secular world, you know, you have sometimes couples where they go to specific classes together. They would go to uh, cooking classes or baking classes or art classes or other classes or whatever it is to do together In, in our culture that you know, is a little harder to find where a couple could go in a normal kosher way to these classes to do something together. But then you have to somehow be creative and figure out ways to go to places or do things together that you could b- both learn to enjoy, to, to reconnect with each other in an emotional way uh, so that it'll be easier to feel warmer together and when that new interest together happens even if it's not a sexual thing that we're talking about ultimately it'll create a closeness emotionally ultimately it will lead to a reigniting of a sexual desire between the couple as well and um, even if it's a matter of going on a date night and making a decision we're not going to talk about family stresses uh, tonight we're not going to talk about the children we're not going to talk about obligations but again, so you have to figure out something where you in, indeed that's not a, um, a, a responsibility type subject that you would enjoy talking to each other about. And you got to figure that out and, 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 and figure out what that is. So that is number one. Number one is to actually try to do something new together. On the sexual realm, that'll be nice. But we're talking even in the non-sexual realm, just to do something together that's enjoyable. Another thing that you can do is very share certain secrets with one another. We're not talking about Lush and Hara here or anything like that. We're talking about certain things about each other and your own personalities that you share with one another that no one else knows about, 
that no one else needs to know about. It's exclusive. It's between you and him. It's between you and her. It's safe. And, and, and that bond, that special bond that's created by the fact that I'm exclusive to you and you're exclusive to me and we have certain aspects of each other that no one else knows about, that itself creates a bond, creates a heightened interest. It creates ultimately a heightened sexual desire between the couple. And that's a very, very important point also. If there's a way to share in a, in a healthy way, again, no lush and her, we're not talking about other people, but just simply things about each other that creates a special bond, that creates exclusivity and warmth and ultimately desire to be with one another. Another thing, as you see so far, we're talking about things that are indirect, that don't exactly deal directly with the sexual aspects of it, but you will see that it leads to it. Number one is, uh, and another idea is also, you need to be a team to have each other's back. You pick each other up. And if one of you, for example, even if you're taking care of a young baby and and one of them got up already and uh, once, twice, whatever it is, let the other one pick up the slack and pick up, you get your rest, I'll take over now and do that for each other. You do that for each other. It heightens the emotional desire. It heightens ultimately a sexual desire for one another as well. When you feel that you have each other's backs, when you feel you have each other's support, when you feel you're treating each other like a team and that feeling of being a team to one another of helping one another and making each other's lives easier for one another is a is a big way to reignite the emotional connection and ultimately the sexual desire for one another as well of course part of this and it's a big big factor is trying to get more sleep it's easier said than done especially when you have small kids that are up all night and so it's not easy But the bottom line is, it's true with women, it's true with men, especially with women, but also with men. If they sleep more, they get enough more rest, they'll feel better, they will have better moods, they will have more, ultimately, more sexual desire between one another. That goes up, studied by science, it's based on fact, and that is true. Now... Sometimes it's not shy when you have a lot of small kids, big mishpacha, kids up, you know, in, in all different times of the night. But you could work out with one another to make sure either one of you and both of you get enough sleep. For example, sometimes you have those long Shabbos afternoons, especially in the spring and summertime. So if there's a way where you work out your schedule on Shabbos, where uh, your wife looks completely exhausted and whatever it is, and you make a deal. You're also very tired. As a husband, you're very, very tired too. You're both exhausted. But you make sort of a, a, an agreement with one another, and it's not shayach. You're it is in certain situations. When your kids are a certain age, you can leave them alone and both take a nap at the same time. Some, kanayinahara, big mishpacha, don't always have that luxury, or the older kids are not old enough to watch over the younger kids. Then you work it out with each other. We'll switch off. You know, you try to finish your meal a little earlier and then you say to yourself, okay, you tell your wife, go take a nap for two hours and I'll take care of the kids now. Then when you wake up afterwards, you get back to yourself, you come back, I'll take the nap afterwards. You work out, you could do this on Shabbos. You could do this on Sundays in the Matzavim where the husbands do not work on Sundays. 
they could do that and they need to do this too. It's a good idea. If the husbands are not tied up Sundays with work, they have a type of a job where they're off on Sundays, to spend a big chunk of either morning hours or afternoon hours or whatever it is to slot when you, you know your wife is ultra, ultra exhausted and needs some time for herself to sleep, to take the nap, to take care of the kids and let her take the nap, and the other way around too sometimes. This connects also with what we said earlier about being a team with one another. This is part of the idea. I have your back, you have my back. We try to help each other as best as we can. It's not ideal, but we do the best we can to make sure we get for each other certain adequate rests. And as that happens, you feel better, your moods get better, and you're calmer about the situation, you're calmer about life, and ultimately that spark does come back. Another idea is to save time for each other, a romantic side of a night where you share with each other in a very special way, in a very sexually interested special type of way, because it's very, very important. And this one needs to do, of course, in the Torah period, and no matter how hectic it is to work that out in the schedule. The truth be told, it's been, the study's been told that even if chasashon shouldn't happen to anyone, if someone is, has a certain illness, needs some healing, but if you still show that warmth on the emotional level of warmth, even in a romantic level of warmth, even if it's not shy to actually be physically intimate based on the condition that they're in right now, but the actual warmth and the connection and the physical touch and all of that does help them tremendously that when they do recover, that they'll be ready to have a healthy emotional and physical relationship with one another. And of course, the idea also is it's very, very important to schedule intimate time, to schedule intimacy, to schedule the sexual sexual intercourse and, and experience with one another. It needs to be scheduled Despite the fact that some people say that's not romantic and that's not, uh, you know, that's the opposite of being turned on as if you fix it in your calendar. But the bottom line is, in life, life gets hectic, life gets busy. Couples who do not do this, usually it ends up, if it's not on the calendar, it's not going to happen. And it's very, very important that um, that is a continuum. We talked about it in the main Shalom Bayashurim, many times in different parts of it, that the Mahalach of the Seder HaChayim of married, married life, especially the physical aspects of the married life in the Torah period, has to continue no matter what's going on with the ups and downs, with the stresses or not stresses. Hopefully, obviously, you work on situations where you're well-rested or more less tired, but even if it's not Shayach, you have to commit to each other that this is an important part of our lives whether we feel like it or whether we don't sometimes but it is important glue to the marriage that keeps it going and it needs to be scheduled into the into the calendar however each couple is different in in the quantity quality meaning frequency i mean whatever it is every couple is different but the bottom line is is it needs to be a consistent steady part of the marriage even in most hectic times. And that's a very important part of it, that you actually work out scheduled times on on the calendar and you stick to that schedule as best as you can. If something happens, you're not feeling well, over time, of course, you work it through. We're talking about always being menschlich to one each other, to, to each other about these this, this this thing. But the idea is together to work on scheduling times together. And then it's Kedai that one night of 
that period, one night a week of that period, to really plan something somewhat more special, someone that's going to be even more than that or more romantic. And, 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 and to prepare for that night, you, make, you work with each other to make sure that you're rested or he comes from home a little earlier and she you know, tries to do whatever she can to, to get more rest during the day or whatever it is and to prepare a special night together. These all, what we mentioned now, are, are important tips and advice and you guys could, and girls, whatever, could think about more things that I did not mention here that could help re-establish that spark to be able to connect again because the one thing you need to be machazik yourselves, that even if it's been a very long time where you haven't felt that spark and you haven't felt that connection, that doesn't mean the relationship is over, doesn't mean the marriage is over, doesn't mean that uh, we'll never feel that spark ever again and we're, you know, and you become cynical or sort of like uh, resigned to the fact that you're you, I'm me, and this is the way we are two ships passing in the night, and, and that's the end of it. Chas v'shalom. Relationship is not over. Just because you feel at this moment disconnected emotionally or sexually, or you haven't been felt this emotionally or sexually connected in a very long time. That does not mean that it's not there. doesn't mean that potential is not there. The spark is there. It's covered up with a lot of stresses and other things in life. What it needs to happen is, and it's, a little bit uncomfortable in the beginning, especially if you for if you had already weeks and months, and for some some couples, years may have gone by where that spark was not nurtured. So it's really, you know, deeply buried. But so it'll be uncomfortable in the beginning. All of a sudden, I'm going to talk nicer than I'm talking till now, or I'm going to try to be romantic. They're going to say, you know, what happened to you? Did you fall off your your rocker all of a sudden that you're talking in a more warm way? That's the uncomfortable feeling that takes place in the beginning when you try to connect. But if the two of you have a meaningful conversation together and say, you know something, we've been married a long time, we know no one's blaming anybody, and we just, life happened, and we drifted apart somewhat, we need to reestablish that spark again. And if you both talk about it, then even in the beginning it's awkward sometimes, start holding hands, you didn't hold hands for year, for who knows how long, and other things that you didn't do for a long time or maybe even never did for whatever reason and now you're doing it that is the key you you it has to be nurtured and practiced you're refueling what's there so do not think that it's gone it's not gone it's there you just have to practice it and make the decision the both of you that even if this happened like it happens in like we said most marriages many marriages where there is some type of drifting because of stress and no fault of, of anyone that we need to now work on igniting that spark again, reestablishing that connection, nurturing our relationship, practicing these things, both on an emotional level and on a physical, sexual level as well. All of this needs to be worked on. In the beginning, it's awkward, perhaps, especially if you're not used to behaving this way for a long time, but once you practice it and you give each other encouragement and the uncomfortableness passes and the warm feelings start to surface again, you'll see a life will will get a lot better and a lot calmer and a lot more peaceful so that even when you're having still those stresses, it doesn't mean the oil of disappears. The oil of is still there. The oil of taking care of young kids is still there. The kids will still get viruses and throw up in the middle of the night and you have to get up and clean it up. 
and all the other unromantic aspects that happen will still happen, but there'll be a different feeling to it when you both feel a, a warm connection with each other and a warm feeling that will, as Hashem, ultimately resurface again. Hatzlocha and bracha.